Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, I'm glad you guys joined us. Right now, today, it's kind of cloudy outside, a little bit cool. We're coming into that Christmas season. The mission is up and going at full blast. There's a lot of things going on. And today, I have a friend of mine with me. He also works for me. But uh, you know what? The people at the Union Gospel Mission, uh, all the people that have come and, and joined us and started to work there, uh, we get close because we share a common goal and, and we, we want the homeless, we want the hurting, we want those men who want transformation, who come on our program to find true transformation. And that can't be done as Jed and I were talking about just a few minutes ago outside of the radio station. That's not done by outside influence. So in other words, your heart needs to be changed from the inside out, not from the outside in. Just changing your situation, your location, uh, the friends, and all those things might be good, and they might happen afterwards. But if your heart isn't right, you can't avoid sin by just avoiding situations. And so I have my good friend Jed with me. Jed works in the development department. He also does some of the IT stuff. He works with Eileen and works on our website. He does a lot of stuff at the mission. And Jed, I had known before he was hired down there, but not very well. He had actually gone through the program. I'm going to let him tell you that. But he went through the program and graduated just really not long before I came to the mission. But still, he would come down and he would uh, come down on Fridays sometimes for a while. So, Jed, uh, tell me about that transformation in your life. And this is a holiday. This yeah. is the season we celebrate the greatest transformation of them all, right? Yeah. So tell me, uh, so you were, a, what, a Sunday school teacher, choir boy, grew up Not without at all. sin? No? Not at all. What? <laughs> Actually, my journey was was one that was far away from Christ. I mean, I never... I didn't grow up in a family that was Christian at all. Matter of fact, most of my parents were both hippies in the 60s. They moved to San Francisco and tagged our family along for the summer of love. So I grew up influenced by the drug culture. You know, I always tell people my old life was characterized by the old saying, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That was pretty much my life. And, um, and it really, from the age, from the time that I was able to even know the difference between right and wrong about age 13 I was into drugs and um, you know landed up homeless a lot of the years and just you know my whole life consisted of doing drugs and when I moved to Sacramento in 1984 it got worse when I started doing a lot of meth because this was really the meth capital of the world back then and uh, it really took hold of my life I became a slave to it for a lot of years but you know when you start to get older it starts to not be as easy and uh, your conscience starts to bug you. And, you know, there's always those late nights when you're laying down and you're thinking about life and death and is there a God? And so those things started to open doors for me to ask questions about who God is. And But I was always under the impression, and I don't know if it's just human nature or just me, but 
I was always under the impression that if I changed my environment and then I really worked hard, that I could reform myself and then God would accept me because I reformed myself. And so I, I went through a journey of that and it really revolved around doing life on the installment plan. And what that is, is when you're you're going to jail for a short period of time and then you're out and then you get in trouble again, you go back to jail for a little bit of time. And, you know, I'd always think that when I'd go to jail, I'd get out. Well, that's my change of environment. I was clean for that amount of time. When I get out, I'll get a job, I'll, I'll get it together. And I, it would last for a little while. And then of course I would fall again. And it really wasn't until around the, 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 around ni- the late nineties, that I really started to open up a Bible and read about Christianity. And, um, and again, take carrying that reform mentality into my relationship with trying to find a relationship with God through Christ. Really, it, it led to a lot of years of, of defeat. And it wasn't until about 2001, before I got out of prison, I actually surrendered my life to Christ. And uh, so that left me with a whole nother dilemma of, you know, finding, discovering that God wanted to do the work in me, and that was not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but by his mercy that he saved me. When I got out, I really had nowhere to go because my whole life revolved around drugs. Every place that I had to go to was not a safe space. You know, it was not a good place to go because everybody that was involved in my life from family to work and friend relationships were all centered around the drug culture. So I knew I needed to get a, get out. And so it was there that somebody had told me about the Union Gospel Mission, and I came down and joined the program. And uh, it was the most awesome thing that I ever did, really the best step in my, in my life, because it was really the beginning of where I am now in Christ. And I got to learn, you know, that program is so awesome there because you've got biblical teaching every day of the week. You have the gospel preached in chapel every night of the week. You get to serve God by helping the homeless, and you get to— take some time away from problems and the everyday responsibilities that pressure you in the world to really discover who you are in Christ. And that really happened to me there. And then that was it, you know, and then I left, like you said, I'm was, I left the program. I stayed on for about six months after I graduated and left really about, I think four or five months before you came on. And then, you know, we had kind of a little distant relationship. I met you at a graduation, I think 2006, and then came back and visited a few times after that. But then when I got that back injury in 2014, I lost my job and I kind of just started hanging out there on Fridays during the chapel service. And we really became friends then. And, yeah. and I asked Jed, he was volunteering uh, while he was, you know, hurt. And so he volunteered and, and I saw in Jed the true... Uh, transformation of a heart and he was hardworking and diligent in those things and so I asked him to pray about it uh, that if he would like to come and work for us and so he did pray about it and that's really the answer you like to see anyway is when a person says yeah you know you're right I, I will pray about it because that means that they're really trying to follow what God has for them and so Jed came on, and he's been invaluable. I've, 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 I'm grateful that he is there. And, you know, to clarify something he was saying, because we don't want to get ever confused by words. Mm-hmm. When he says it, that it wasn't, it wasn't a reformation he meant, he didn't mean that in a theological sense. What he meant was that churches can be reformed, 
the whole yeah. church needed to be reformed. Yes. Martin Luther brought that. But what he means is that if a person comes, it's not their theology. They need to have transformation yes. from the inside out. Just to reform on the outside, just to follow a set of rules or even beliefs, but without that transformation of the heart, you can't do it. And we were talking about that earlier. You know, mm-hmm. you don't, if you come and there's no grace in your life, you're not given to Christ, you're not abandoning all and, and wanting to throw yourself on the mercies of grace, then guess what? <laughs> you can do all the hard work you want, but it's not going to change things. You're still going to, you'll, you'll stop sinning for a while and then fall right back into everything. Works is not a bad word, but it's not a salvetic word either. Mm-hmm. You're not saved by works. That's right. That's, otherwise, the Bible wouldn't say you are saved by grace through faith. And this not of yourself, yeah. it is the gift of God, lest any man should boast. You're not saved by works. Abraham wasn't saved by works. Nobody was. So, Jed, you do a lot of things at the mission, and right now we're gearing up for the, you know, we're we're after Thanksgiving, before yep. Christmas. So tell me what is going on at the mission right now. Well, we have a lot of the year-end stuff that we have to get done. As far as the development department goes, we really, it's the busiest time, busiest month for us because, you know, we get a lot of the year-end donations that come in. And of course, it's the busiest time of year because people want to donate. They want to volunteer. So we have to really spend a lot of time communicating with people, trying to find the places where they can fit or, you know, make sure that they get acknowledged when they bring in a nice large donation of either clothes or blankets or tarps and those things that they need. So really, it's it's the communication. There's a lot of it going on right now. And just trying to get everything done before the year end so we don't get you know, if we if we if we get too busy this time of year and then the new year comes, we have all the tax receipts to go out. We have to, you know, do stuff like that. And um, it's just it's 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 a busy time of the year, but it's a great time of the year. You it know, is. we we see a lot going on. You know, the homeless. We have our warming center open right now. And uh, we had a we had like almost 51 people in there just the other night when it was raining. And it's nice to be able to know that, you know, that place is continuing to be there with the love of Christ to help these people that are out on the street find some place to get out from the street. You know, Um, it's always like uh, one of the things that we see that we really appreciate there that we kind of, me and Eileen kind of help out with a lot is to make sure that we acknowledge all those church groups that come out. You oh, know, yeah. They have a different church group. A lot of people don't know that unless they come down for a tour to really see what we do down there. And, and one of the things that we do down there is, is that there's a different church group that comes in once a month and preaches the gospel every night to our guests before they get dinner. And uh, it's just it's such a blessing to see them you know, give of their church and come out and do Christmas music and they bring stuff for the people. And it's just, it's a neat time of the year down at the mission. And so, yeah, we're, we, we, of course we have um, coming up in a week and a half, almost about a week and a half. We have our Christmas food boxes that we do, mm-hmm. which we give out a hundred food boxes to needy families, either seniors, With everything or, in them. everything for them to have a full traditional Christmas right. meal. And it's, it's not only that too, but from our standpoint, from our heart, you know, to see the gospel go out, it is such a wonderful moment of outreach because they, they don't just come in and get their food and go home. They come in and sit in the chapel. 
uh, the our program in who have been practicing uh, like a little choir. They come and do some mm-hmm. Christmas carols. Uh, they pass out candy for all the kids that come there. And uh, there's always enough candy for the adults, too. So it's a lot of fun. And then Pastor Tom Mooney, one of our senior chaplain down there, he he gives a dynamic message every year about, you know, the Christmas story and how mm-hmm. to receive Christ and what, you know, and, and, and it and they you would think that, you know, people that are just off the street that wanted to get food would be, you know, upset about having to sit through an hour, but they're not, they leave blessed. They, they feel like they've really entered into the Christmas spirit. And, you know, that's just one of the many things that being part of the development department that I get to experience on a daily basis, monthly basis. You know, um, one of the things that I get to do too is, is, um, help, you know, keep the website up to date with all of our new events and activities. And we just did one, which was really, I just want to share this really quick before I take it back to you, pastor was, um, we, we needed to put a new page up there with our newsletter. We do a newsletter that goes out quarterly. It's called The Clarion. Now, some of you that are probably been listening to this radio show for very many years would know that we had a Clarion newsletter for years for since before I was born, put it that way. And so, um, but we have a quarterly one that we do now and we needed to put it up on the website. So I'm spreading out all these newsletters to take a photo and I'm looking at all the testimonies of the men that are laid out before me and there's like there's 12 of them there and i and i know that most of them there are all still walking with the lord and and what's neat is that they were all there i was able to watch them go from coming in off the streets going through our program and becoming born again and now living for christ and it's just it really blessed me today to see that i mean it was a really good moment and those are the kind of things that, you know, being able to be involved with the mission, work with the mission, if you volunteer with the mission, you get to see. And it's, it's really exciting. It's, it's a wonderful thing. You know, you might think if you're out there listening, wow, you're at a homeless shelter for the holidays. That, that seems depressing. You would think so, but it really isn't because it gives us the opportunity to talk to so many people and to brighten people's lives yeah, not everybody is, but a lot of the people that come into the mission, they're blessed because they mm-hmm. we're get we're getting them food. We're they get to see yep. the place all lit up. You know, right on our little corner, we're about the only people that have any kind of Christmas lights up. And the reason that we wanted to do that is we want them to feel the holiday mm-hmm. season That's as well. Right. And so we try to make it a special time, uh, especially Jed and Eileen go to all the events. They set them up uh, and they, they're there in the evenings when these events take place. And truthfully, you can see the joy on some of the people's heart that they're getting this or they're mm-hmm. getting that. But moreover than that, we're trying, to, we're trying to share the Christmas season with them. Yes. And, you know, the great thing is when people wonder what it is that I brought to the mission when I became director. The only thing that I can really say is that I love God. I love Jesus Christ. I never want us to do anything that isn't 100% within his will. Yes, we we make mistakes. Uh, The reason that we always tout that we don't take government money is because Mm -hmm. we won't compromise the gospel message. So am I the greatest director there ever was? No, not even by far. I'm not the greatest pastor or even the greatest Christian that ever was. But you know what? 
as long as as God brought me there, I'm with you. I didn't always understand why he brought me there either. But, but it's a, we work together as a team to glorify and honor God and the people working there, that's the desire of their heart. And I think that's the only difference that can be made from one charity to another is yeah what are you doing it for exactly you're doing it for the glory for glory of god it's 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 a wonderful thing you know yeah. it's a great thing yeah and and by the way i wanted to thank uh there's a couple of people listen to the show on a regular basis and uh, one gentleman called and he left his he didn't leave a telephone number but uh he wanted to tell me about olga and her ms and vitamin d and if you happen to be listening out there yes she already takes like 5,000 units and or whatever the the way they put it but and that's recommended by her doctor because yes to your point a lot of times there's a huge vitamin D uh, you know need in in people with MS but having said that Olga's back out of the hospital back at home amen amen it's certainly a praise for me and and we'll see what tomorrow holds when tomorrow gets here that's right but at the mission, it truly is an exciting time. You can feel it in the air and around there. Yes, you get people outside that are angry. You get people that are are frustrated. You get people that want to use, abuse, and do those things. But along with that, there's a lot of people that just want to feel a little bit better during exactly. the Christmas season. Well, I can tell you from experience when I was out on the street, when I first came to the mission, that that's I that my first Christmas as a born-again Christian was at the mission. And it was a wonderful experience, and and I, I was blown away by all the different people that I saw putting in an effort to make sure that the homeless that were there and the program men that were there were blessed. That we made sure we had gifts, that we were acknowledged, that we that that everybody wanted to make sure that we were we were happy and full of joy. We understood, you know, there was a lot of love, and 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 I it it really touched me, and I think that's. Part of the reason why I enjoy so much enjoy Christmas with my wife, you know, and with our family now, because I didn't have that when I was a kid. I don't have these great memories of when I was a kid with Christmas, but I do now. And it started at the mission because of all the love and support that was poured into the mission from the volunteers, the church groups, the the events. And, you know, it's it's just an awesome thing. No, it really is. And I think sometimes we forget that not everybody grew up having nice Christmases. Mm -hmm. You know, my mom was a single mom. She worked for, well, she worked for a television station here in Sacramento when I was young. She was a film editor. Didn't have a ton of money. We lived in a decent neighborhood. Uh, and it was just my two brothers, my mother and I, and my grandmother when she could come down. But those were still good memories because we had the tree, we had the presents, the anticipation, and the love of... Uh, you know, we would go to church, we would do those things on Christmas. And so there's still those memories that mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have, you know, especially yeah. growing up now. And by the way, I got to tell you something, as far as my holidays go, when Christmas time is, you know, there's something about walking by one of our program guys who's been here for a few months. And I, I get it all the time. I'll ask them how they're doing and they'll say, oh, good. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. And then as they're leaving, they'll go, love you, Pastor. Yeah. That's a good thing, you know. Yeah. Um, that makes it, that makes it, right? It does. It yeah. does. Uh, and I think, I don't know anybody on the campus 
that works for the mission that doesn't want these guys to succeed and, you know, to have a, a good Christmas. Do you? No, I don't think so. And, you know, that's the, it, and anybody listening out there, the number one thing you can do is to remember to pray for everybody that comes in contact, oh, yeah. all of the people that we serve, but mostly, you know, you can pray for our program and that they would, they, that you would, that they would just surrender their life to the Lord and really find what we have. And, you know, that it's, it's needed because it's a spiritual battle for them. You know, yeah. they're coming off the street. I know I tell guys all the time, I said, I, I, I'm glad that I went to prison for two years and got saved before I came into the program because some of these guys come in cold Turkey and I see them and I encourage them. I walk up and go, man, can I pray for you? You know, hey, man, it's going to be okay. Don't leave. You know, because I know that if the way I was to come into a program like yep. we have, I probably wouldn't have made it. And without the, but save for the grace of God. But, Amen. you know, God knew what he was doing by, Always. you know, but I, it's hard. You know, these guys really need a lot of prayer. So the number one thing you can do besides, you know, is just pray for us because oh. they really need it. There's, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. And you know what? People don't realize that this may be the very first time and usually is for a very long time that they experience a Christmas clean and so yep. And it's a whole different world. And I was never out on the street or any of those type of things. But I can tell you this, that my Christmases when I was a younger man meant, you know, Christmas parties and drinking and all those kind of things. And it's a whole different world when you're not drinking, when you're not drugging, when you're not uh, living uh, a riotous lifestyle, the yep. Bible calls it. <laughs> and so when these guys experience for the first time that, that, that new feeling of being clean and sober and all those kind of things, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. It's... I mean, in the springtime, we take them out to ball games. Same I know. reason. I remember, I remember, uh, that I remember I remember the Christmas party when I was in the program, the first one, and having so much fun. Mm-hmm. Everybody laughing, just having a good time. And and that was the overlying theme that we would talk about is hey, I didn't know we could have this much fun being sober. But before that, we um, you know, Chaplain Tom Mooney always takes everybody to the fair. Well, I got to go to the state fair. Well, I've been to the state fair a lot of years, but always it was a drinking party and you go there to get drunk, you know, and we were having so much fun and it was like, hey, we're doing all this fun without having to do drugs or drink. You know, what an amazing thing, how good God is, you know. Oh, yeah. I remember going to my brother's house when I was uh, very young, before I got married, and, and I go to my brother's house and I was the... The nice, the cool uncle, I guess, maybe. But I was also drunk, <laughs> you know. I went to parties to drink and yeah. to, you know, I don't know if I was cool, but. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were. Huh? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was uh, more James Dean than Jimmy Stewart. Let's yeah. put it that way, right? Gotcha. And uh, I don't drink at all. Mm-hmm. You know, when I became a pastor, I, I felt it was inappropriate for a pastor, me, I'm not putting this on your pastor, to drink. I didn't want to lead anybody astray. I didn't want to lead anybody weaker than me astray or kids, you know. So I just, I have never had a drink since then. But you know what? I don't miss any of it. 
Listen, we're out of time. We're down to a half a minute. Anything okay. you'd like to tell the folks I'd before you? I just wish everybody a very Merry Christmas Amen. and a Happy Amen. New Year. Just continue to keep your eyes on the Lord. You know, it's it's that's what Christmas is really all about. It really is. And, and you know what? I hope you guys will come down and get a tour. And, you know, yeah, as always, call. until we meet again, I pray God will hold you in the palm of his hand. listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.